There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And Specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th. At Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Euronights here at Radisson Red in Glasgow in association with Steen. And my goodness... The next 26, 27 hours are going to be massive. Tonight, Celtic at home to RB Leipzig. 60,000 Celtic fans tonight in that famous ground in the east end of Glasgow. And can they urge Celtic on to get through to a pole position to be in the Champions League in the next stages? Well, with me is a Celtic legend, John Hartson, who was with us last week. John, great to see you back Thanks here this for evening. Looking forward to tonight. Absolutely. And we've got a great crowd of people here as well in Radisson Red. And Mark, this is a massive game tonight. You can tell. How are you feeling for it? Yeah, feeling confident for Celtic, but I think I'm going to do it tonight. Excellent. He's taller in real life than he sounds on the radio, isn't he? It's Mark Guidi and John, a giant of football. Tomorrow night, we've got Rangers against Liverpool, just a mile away from where yeah. we are. But tonight, your heart will be at Celtic Park. Can they do it? That's what everyone here wants to know. Will Celtic win tonight? Yes, I think the, uh, the, the quicker they can get last week's performance out of their system, um, I, I mean more so the defeat, uh, the 3-1 defeat. Uh, they bounced back at the weekend again uh, to beat St. Johnson, left it late, but showed great character. The answer to your question is yes, they can do it tonight. So they're missing a few players. But this is where Celtic want to be. You know, we want to be back in the Champions League. We knew every game in the Champions League would be very, very uh, difficult. Started the competition really well with um, with Real Madrid, the performance in the first half. Then we probably should have beat Shakhtar. And then last week in Leipzig was disappointing because I felt I felt we didn't particularly play that well. I thought they played better. Leipzig deserved the win. But... If we want to remain uh, looking for that third spot, uh, potentially second spot, if we can win our next two tonight, then of course Shakhtar. Um, but it's a must-win game. I see it as a must-win game, but uh, the players have to step up as well. We know they'll have the crowd, but it's down to the players as well to step up and raise their game tonight. Shakhtar playing against Real Madrid, the current champions of Europe. Mark, this game here tonight, what's your feeling? Uh, Celtic scored last week. They've got a point already. They know against Shakhtar they should have won that game. We know that uh, Callum McGregor's out. Cameron Carter-Vickers is back. Uh, but it's still a question about Jota. Yeah, we'll see if, if Jota, Jota passes a, a late fitness test, Paul. If he doesn't, there's good options. You know, if James Forrest is going to come in, I have every confidence in, in, in James Forrest. I think he's been very unfortunate not to have had more of a a run in the team, you've got Maeda, um, you've got Haksabanovic, so you've got plenty um, options. But for Celtic, they need to go and win the game, Paul. Uh, and if they take six points, if they win back-to-back -back home games, seven points will absolutely guarantee them third place. And seven points may well be enough to get you second place to see you into the, the, the knockout stages. Um, but my concern is defensively. I was at Perth on Saturday, even watched them in, in Europe. They look a bit fragile defensively at the moment. They don't look 
you know, head up, shoulder up, boom, right into it. They look as if they can lose a goal pretty easily. And Leipzig's biggest strengths are in attack. So as long as Celtic need to be more defensively minded tonight than they were last midweek. I think they were far too open. I know it's the manager's way. I get that. I'm not su suggesting that he changes his philosophy and puts 10 men behind the ball. But they need to be more defensively minded um, in possession and out of possession. And if they do that, I think they can get goals tonight to win the game. Well, I think um, I think they'll play the same way, Mark. I think they'll be um, they will leave gaps at the back um, because that's what they do. I think the two fullbacks will come back in tonight. Juranovic and Taylor will come back in for Burnaby and Ralston, which was a big change at the weekend. Um, and then you know you're looking at um, you know Abelgard. Will he come in? He's a, he's a defensive midfield player. He, that's what that's his position. He's on loan from uh, Ruben Kazan. Um, so this is why this is why these players you, you, you don't want to come to Celtic and sit on a bench every week. You want to come to, to Celtic and play. Nobody's really happy being sub. You can get into a habit of being sub, but this is their big opportunity tonight. A big game going in because of the, the a lot of players are missing. So tonight, it's, it's the, the ones who are coming in after perform. James Forrest has done it many and many a times down the years for Celtic. Can he come in tonight after being out for, for a, a while? And James, I say being out in terms of not being a regular starter. So can James, he come in tonight and, and, and put on one of his, you know, one of his fantastic performances, which we've seen many a times down the years from James Forrest. Um, you know, but defensively, Celtic need a strong defensive performance. Uh, because on the counter, that's where they, that's where they look susceptible still. Um, the main focus from Ange will be defensively take your own responsibility, defend properly, but they still want their fullbacks to go forward. They, they will still bomb forward. They won't, be, they won't play cautiously. That's the way Celtic play. They're at home and they need goals. And they should use that advantage, Mark, of the crowd. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. So this was yesterday. The big question we woke up to was, what's happened to Jota? He missed training yesterday. This is what the manager had to say about Jota. Yeah, it was, like I said, he pulled up sore on the weekend. And, yeah, we just have to sort of assess it. It's a quick turnaround in games. So usually second day, we've usually got a couple missing anyway. But uh, obviously with the game tomorrow, we've got to make a decision. Mark, he's still got to make the decision. He said, I think it's up to the player. Unless he is 100% fit, he won't play. What do you think? It sounds like that as if he won't play, or he certainly won't start. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. You usually get a, uh, a decent hint um, from um, the manager when he speaks about it. Um, you know, it was the same a couple of weeks ago with Carter Vickers. He tends to give you a clue in his answer. So that would suggest to me that Jota is not going to start the game tonight, which, yeah, you probably want him in there. But I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a a massive uh, blow to Celtic. I just think collectively they need to be better, Paul. And even though they won the game on Saturday at Perth, and credit to them for the last-minute winner, but the passing was sloppy. They're not as good as they were four or five weeks ago. Even though they set the bar really, really high then, they need to try and find that level again because they're just not quite on it. And if you're not quite on it, you're not going to win games at Champions League level. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, and we're here in the Radisson Red with Steen. The podcast will be on later. I wonder what Big John will be talking about along with Mark afterwards. Look at the buzz there was, what, five weeks ago when Real Madrid were in town and Celtic lost 3-0 but played so well and could have scored and should have scored. They could have been a couple up. John is recapturing that for tonight, isn't it? Because Leipzig are not Real Madrid. I know they've improved in recent weeks, uh, Celtic maybe not quite as good as they were mm. but the Celtic way they never stop tonight I wonder what the mindset is that the manager who has done so well with this group will be saying to them tonight 
Well, look, the players have to take. Um, they have to take on a responsibility themselves. The manager can only say so much. The manager can only put them into a style, work on the tactics, work on the formation, how they play on the training ground. But as an individual tonight, you have to step up. You have to, you have to be in control of your own performance. You have to be cool. You have to be calm in certain situations. Celtic have been very wasteful in front of goal in the Champions League more than any other, you know, absolutely not of late, by the way. You know, you look at St Mirren and you look at um, the weekend, St Johnson scored last minute, giving up opportunities all the time, Mark, and ultimately that will cost you. If you are not taking your opportunities, the opposition will get chances, and particularly at this level, you'll get punished. You know, you'll get punished. So, as a, 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 as a team collectively, they have to take their opportunities, and as Mark alluded to, um, take uh, responsibility in terms of defending. Can they keep a clean sheet tonight against a real, real top side? Um, they will take opportunities. They, they, they will play on the front foot. They will push forward. So that will mean there will be gaps. There will be gaps for uh, Leipzig to exploit. Because um, they didn't look as good defensively as they were in attack. Leipzig. No, there was opportunities again last week to score against Leipzig, I thought. You know, the, the, the Jota chance where you know, it, it was defended really well. There was other opportunities to score in the game. Uh, we scored a really, really good goal. Yeah. Jota with Kyogo made a really nice weighted pass to him. Um, but for me, you know, individually, Celtic have to take be a really, you know, a, a performance tonight that um, they take on board the opportunity they have. There's no point grizzling about there's, there's injuries or this, that and the other. This is the Champions League. You know, this is where you want to be at. And we knew these games would be difficult. But uh, we'll have to see how we go again tonight. We'll give you the team news as soon as we get it, which probably will be about quarter to seven. What do we reckon here in the Radisson Red? Do you think Celtic are going to win? Can you give us a show of hands? We'll check who's going to win. Yeah, oh, positive. It's, it's 100%. We've got you know, a couple of dozen people here. 20 out of 20. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I'm just seeing some of the names there. Joe and Kevin definitely saying yes. We're going to speak to our guests here for the programme tonight. Are you excited for it, John? I am. Yeah, I'm good. always excited, yeah. Paul. Especially, as I said, yeah. I keep repeating myself, ah, no, but you go. this is yeah. the biggest club competition in the world. We've been out of it for a number of years. It's yep. great to see Celtic and Rangers, you know, back in the, mm. the, the biggest, as I said, uh, the holy grail, which is the Champions League. And you are going to get defeats, but I think Celtic last week weren't quite as good as what they were in the first two games, even though we drew in Shakhtar and we got beat to Real Madrid. But tonight we're at home, we've got, our, we've got our supporters, but also collectively I want to see a real good performance tonight, like we saw against Real Madrid. Well, Jens come back from illness and partner CCV. CCV. That was big news, wasn't it, Mark, at the weekend, mm. that Cameron Carter-Vickers is back and he had the armbands. Yeah, he captained yeah. the team. We knew it would be him or, or Joe Hart and, and, and he got a decent uh, 90 minutes under his belt. It was good to get that um, shift in at Perth on Saturday. Stephen Welsh partnered him. Um, that afternoon um, I do expect Greg Taylor as John says to, yeah. to, to come back in that said I really thought Bernabeu looked the part you know well. there, there's, there's not a lot to him height wise but mm. I tell you he's a, he's a strong weak character yeah. he's absolutely solid did well for up the and goal. down the part he did um, you know he can take a tackle as well he was taking um, one or two hits so yeah I certainly like to look at him and just on the evidence that 90 minutes you can see why they paid um, three and a half million quid for him but I would expect Taylor to get the nod um, for that and Callum McGregor obviously the captain's not there he's not going to be there for a number of weeks he has big shoes to fill but I think Hitati 
given that bit more responsibility. Yeah. They get taken mm -hmm. off on Saturday, I think just purely with this game in mind, yeah. um, Paul. And Hatati, Hatati has all the attributes to fill that role. Erling Haaland has been, he's not dropped, he's on the bench. I see uh, Man City playing in Copenhagen. It's just gone off there, but you'll miss nothing tonight. The game will be on here, six till eight. In fact, it's right in front of me there. No wonder I wear the specs. Thank you, Chris, for that. Uh, it's Copenhagen nil, Manchester City nil. They've made five changes, Foden and others on the bench. For Celtic, yep, they're missing the captain, Callum McGregor. I wonder who's going to be up front for Celtic and what you'd like to see. Gikamakis, that was a striker's goal, wasn't it? Mm. Great move. James McCarthy, that was noted. You mentioned players who don't yeah. want to be on the bench. Yeah. My goodness, you could tell. He's fed up on the bench. That's right. And yeah. you should be fed up on the bench. You know, you, 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 join, you join a club like Celtic, you want to play. You know, you want to play. You don't get, don't get used to being in the habit of sitting on the bench and being second best. How were you? Not that it happened too often, but how were you? Come on, share it with people here. If Martin put you on the bench, Martin O'Neill, who Mark was with yesterday, and Ali McCoy's name book dropping, John Hartson today. What, what was it like? Did you ever give the manager a wee bit of stick? I, I hated being sub. I didn't mind going off because I normally got a couple of goals before I got dragged <laughs> off anyway. But I, I, I actually, you know, when I first arrived at the club, I had to be a bit patient, Paul, because I had, I had Henrik and I had Chris, who uh, scored 66 goals between them in the year that I arrived. Now, I have to remind Chris that Henrik got 53 and Chris got 13 that yeah. particular year. But uh, <laughs> as a partnership, they, they were fantastic. So I had to be a little bit patient. But when I got in, I never came out. I never came out. I, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to play. I wanted to be a part of the wins. I wanted to be a part of the losses. You know, I, I never felt as if I was contributing if I was sub. You know, I know you say the subs have got to be ready and when you go on, you, you know, you've got to know where you've got to be for set pieces and everything else. And it's a group, it's a collectivity thing. But as an individual, personally, I hated not starting. I really, really did. And I had to accept it because it was part of what, what you have to do sometimes. You know, James Forrest won't be happy sitting on the bench. But I just think some of these, some of these players, you can get used to being a sub and just being a bit part player. Don't be happy with that. Don't be happy with being a bit part player. Make sure you're doing enough. And when you get your opportunities, you take it, you give the, you give the manager a real, real problem, a headache. Not Just as if you say, you cannot afford to leave me out. You know, you cannot afford to leave me out. Burnaby has give, given the, uh, the manager a headache by his performance at the weekend against St. Johnson. But in all fairness, like Mark said, I think he'll go with Taylor because Taylor's been more a bit tried and tested. Yeah. He's been one of Celtic's best players in the last seven or eight months. So that's why I think Taylor comes back in. But Burnaby has given the manager some food for thought, if you know what I mean. I think you just go back to your point you made a minute or so ago there, Paul, about, about James McCarthy. He's not happy in the bench. He's not one of these boys or a professional footballer, a human being that's happy sitting, picking up his money, or you know, nobody in the squad or sitting in the stand. He's frustrated. And, and by the way, I don't think it would be a popular... Uh, I don't think many people would agree with me on this, but I would go with James McCarthy tonight. He's the one guy who will give you that absolute tactical discipline that you need when you're playing against a team that's going to counter-attack you. He will give you that base where he's not a glory hunter. He's happy to sit and do a job and protect his defence. He's also very, very experienced. He knows the game. He played well when he came on against Leipzig, but he played better than Abelgaard did. He showed more, and he came on again at the weekend. So I don't know if he's going to start tonight, but if he does, one or two Celtic fans might raise their eyebrows. But for me, that would be the right choice. James McCarthy in beside Hitati 
and O'Reilly in front of him. John, what would you say well, on that? An option. Yeah. He's an option, and, and as Mark said, I don't think James is happy being sub um, every week. He, he wants to start games. He'd yeah. probably feel this is his opportunity mm-hmm. uh, with with McGregor uh, in that sort of holding role, but we know McGregor's a bit special. He can go forward. Um, but I, I actually think Abelgard maybe will play simply because that's what he's played over 100 games with Ruben Kazan. His, his natural position is that defensive holder, midfielder. So he will naturally sit. He'll have the discipline. Um, he's been capped by his country, Denmark. Um, you know, they know Muggs. They're a good international yeah. team. So quite a bit of experience. Not to say that, that James McCarthy hasn't, but I think, listen, we're going to find out in about an hour anyway, the team. But maybe Abelgard, just because... Um, Naturally, I know James can sit there as well, but I, I feel Abergard over James McCarthy if it came to it tonight. I think we'll get the team first and exclusive because we've got the UEFA app. <laughs> so we should get it. It's all about apps now, isn't I it? Lo- I love that exclusive <laughs> team exclusive. use. We still, that's team what we say, isn't it? Exclusive oh, here in Radio. Back, back it's got to be done. Yep. Big John's the, played it. Yep, what, what a scoop it was to get the team first, John, yep. back in the day. Back in the day, so and so's played. You, you, you weren't on the bench, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> How was Martin O'Neill last night and Ali McCoy? Yeah, you... they, were, they were in great yeah. form together. Yeah, they were, they were dynamite uh, together. They were entertaining the, the, the people at the William Hill um, shop in Glasgow and um, they put on a, a good performance. It was good to see them really, really comfortable in each other's company. We're saying the first time they worked together was in uh, television for France 98. Martin oh. and Ali were both. Uh, pundits came back 24 years ago. Yeah, so it was good to be yep. in our company, two legends. Notice that we plug there. Thanks, John. Is 11 years and one week now without a bet, as so we it. celebrated last week yep. uh, on the show. It's all about responsible betting. Absolutely. Of course it is. No, <laughs> so, no I know, is. I know, it's sorry. Definitely. Listen, we're in great definitely. form here tonight. It is warming up. You okay being looked after here? I'm sure you are. The Radisson Red, we're going to speak to you after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go, 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 go. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. It's a special Euro night here at the Radisson Red in association with Steen because coming up at eight tonight, it's Celtic, the champions of Scotland against RB Leipzig. Mid-table in the Bundesliga, but they turned it on last week when they beat Celtic. 3-1. But Celtic got that goal from Jota. Will he play tonight? We'll find out very shortly. We'll have the team news in half an hour or so. And we'll also preview tomorrow night. We're here in Glasgow. Liverpool are in town. In fact, they are in town for the game. They've got some uh, injury worries as well. And my goodness, John, they're off the boil a bit as well, aren't they? Down south, their worst start in 10 years. And I hear people today going on about Klopp. He's won everything with them in six years. Well, he has. Um, he has, but he said he admitted himself at the weekend that's them out of the title race. He believes that. Um, I think they'll come again, Liverpool. You know, they always do. They've got great players. Um, you can talk about Mane leaving and did they sell the wrong player? Salah's been, Salah's yeah. been pretty quiet. You know, and um, I, I think they'll come again. They've got really good players. Um, so for me, it's a little bit of a blip, really, for Liverpool. I feel they're still finishing the top four. I, I, I think they will as well. There was an interesting stat today about Klopp um, that Mainz, his first German club, he managed there for seven years and three months. Right. At Dortmund, he was exactly seven years. And now, this month, he's exactly seven years at Liverpool. Of course, it was an interesting so, wasn't it? There, there's a there's it? a there's a pattern. But listen, it'll be up to him. He'll never sure. be sacked there. It's up to him if he feels that he's tired or that he's, he, he can't 
take them on again. But remember, he, he rebuilt the team sure. about four years ago. He knew where they had to rebuild a goalkeeper, a centre half, etc., etc. So, but should this be good news for Rangers tomorrow? Will it have an effect on, or is he going to say, Champions League? You know, the title is gone. Champions League because they just missed out yeah. what four or five months ago that, that will be the focus Paul they get nine points and that's them yeah. uh, through it look and, and even though Liverpool are off form with the greatest respect we could see it last week mm. they're miles ahead of Rangers there's next to no evidence unfortunately to suggest that, that Rangers are going to do anything tomorrow night that's not to say that they can't with 50,000 their own supporters there's every chance that they can go and pull off a shock I think winning the game's way beyond them but putting in a fighting performance and, uh, and nicking a point um, yeah, I think they could do that. Let's get back to Celtic tonight, just an hour and a half away from kickoff. And two of our guests here are Kevin, who's joining us, and his dad Joe from Cope Bridge in Lanarkshire. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi, how you doing? Good. I see, Kevin, you've got the fancy headset on here, yeah. so you're in the, the deer seats here. Um, how are you <laughs> feeling about this game? I'm feeling confident. I think we've got a good chance of beating them at home because it's Celtic Park and the atmosphere. Um, for what I've seen of life like this season, like you said, Mitte when the Bundesliga they're not the greatest, so hopefully I can beat them. Although in Kunku, I mean how good he was, was he? Incredible. Yeah. You were saying to me beforehand, one yeah. of the best you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. easily. He was yeah. incredible last week. And uh Silva as well was voted to player of the of the week, you know, by mm. the Champions League organisers by UEFA. Um who's your favourite Celtic player? Got to go, Kyoko. Got to go, Kyoko. You don't have to. Marcus is chasing them these days for the for the goals. Marcus is a better all-round striker, but Kyoko's pace is just incredible. He's rapid. I think Kevin makes a good point. I think um, they told different options, Kevin, aren't they? I think Marcus seldomly will run in behind and stretch the opposition. I think Kyogo, that's his natural game. He loves, you know, playing on the defender's shoulder, doesn't he? And that's another, that's another, we're not going to get the team for about another half an hour, 40 minutes. I listened to Mark Wilson today speaking and he thinks that Ange will go with Kyogo tonight. I think, I think Jack and Marcus will be extremely disappointed. I know he'll accept it because he, you know, he, he scored the winner, centre forward, right place, right time at the weekend. What good centre forwards do, they get them last minute goals. But again, it's a night where, Celtic need to be on the front foot and, and does he see Kyogo coming back into the team tonight? Personally, I think Giacomacca starts again. Yeah. But again, we don't know the team. It, it, it could be, Ange could quite fancy putting Kyogo straight back in. Yeah, could he play both? Play Kyogo White? I know he only did it, I think, mm. at Ibrox. Remember a year yeah. and a month ago, yeah. and it didn't work. I don't think he will. I don't think he, I, I think he, he's very, not, not stubborn mm. in a good way. Yeah. Um, that his philosophy is 4-3-3. He told me a couple of yeah. months ago he'll never change. He's going against his philosophy. He's going against his beliefs um, that he would change. And I also think you've got a couple of wide players like Aksabanovic, Forrest, Maeda, yeah. one or two others that can also play wide with, with the absence of Jota if he doesn't quite make it. Yeah, I, th I think Kyogo starts tonight. He didn't come off okay. the bench um, on Saturday, so... I think it's with tonight. Um, was that resting? He was resting. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think a bit of that just keeping them um, fresh. He'll, he'll have a plan to get at Leipzig tonight. You know, as John said earlier, Paul Lambert identified it last week as well. They are susceptible to it um, at the back. Now, as Kevin mentioned, the quality and Cuckoo, mm -hmm. as you said, Paul Silva throw Timo Werner in there. Yeah. They'll score tonight. Both teams will score. But I reckon Celtic tonight 
at some point they're going to score a few goals because you think of the chances that they've missed and have created in the three games, including Real Madrid at home. I think Celtic might need to score three times tonight to win the game, Paul, because I can see Leipzig getting a couple of goals and I don't think it's beyond Celtic to get three goals tonight. Kevin? Yeah, I'd say that's a shout. Um, but I do think we can maybe win it at 2-1 as well. But you, you obviously you want more goals, don't you? Because you never know what Leipzig can do on the break. Like you've seen it last week as well. It was a great game for the neutral. Uh, they said it was one of the great games of last week, and it was. Your dad, Joe... Uh, it was a great game for us Joe, to watch. No. <laughs> we, we weren't neutral, but um, like Mark said earlier, these chances are going to go in one of these games eventually. I'd be more concerned if we weren't creating chances. We are creating the chances, and it won't carry on. It's continually missing these, so I think hopefully the night's the night. And for you, who would you start with? So John is saying... Giacomacchus, John, that'd be right. Giacomacus You'd start, yeah. Personally, you uh, Mark thinks it'll be I agree, agree with John. I would start Giacomacchus, but I th also agree. I think Angel start Kyogo. Are you just saying that because it's Big John? I'm sitting right no, beside him. Yeah. A Celtic <laughs> hero. Big yeah. got his own opinion. So is <laughs> Kevin. Course. So is yeah. Kevin. Uh, Kevin did a radio show today as well in Cumbernauld. Was your first show? Would that be yeah, right? So yeah, so first live show in Cumbernauld. I'm um, going to be doing that every Tuesday. Brilliant. Off next week. So start back the week after. You're a part-timer? <laughs> uh, I, I, I just want a break, eh? Need it. What, what, what do you talk about, yeah. Kev? What is your show just, based around? It's just general football. So we talk oh, about football, show. football up here, football down south, mm -hmm. or in Europe. We touched on the women's game as well, because they're playing right. against Papakara. Well, Wales mm -hmm. have got a big one tonight yeah. as well. They play mm -hmm. Switzerland. Of course, Scotland, right. women's against the Republic of Ireland tonight, 8 o'clock at Hamden. And listen, if you're listening, and if you don't have a ticket for Celtic Park, you can go along to Hamden. Because the crowd was... 10,167 last week. It's going to be tough against the big game tonight, but it would be brilliant to see them there because we're lagging behind England in terms mm -hmm. of the support for the women's game. Joe, sorry, John, were you going to No, I was just yeah. about to say to yeah. Kevin, I've got four daughters, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that, but none of, them, none of them are interested in football. Can you believe that? But there we are. Because that'd be great when it hearts in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the women's football... They can play now. for Scotland, did eh, John? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but the women, yeah. um, the women's football now is is huge. Yeah. It's so so popular. Um, there's more sponsorship coming into it, and there's more back in and everything else. And um, you know, it's it's worth now getting your daughters into football if if that's what they want to do. Um, so as I said, but I've got four daughters and none of them are interested. So that would be fantastic in the commentary, wouldn't it? Hartson back on the field again. Um, <laughs> Kevin, was he one of your favourite players? I'm difficult to say otherwise. Yeah, well. Yeah. I would easily say, yeah. You, you and Larson were just incredible for me. Uh, no, thank you, thank and, you. and Joe, what about yourself over the, over the years? I mean, Celtic built that tradition, well, from the 60s, the first British team to win the European Cup. That star is there on the jersey. Yep. Um, that was just before your time. Who's your all-time favourite Celtic player? My all-time? Yep. Sitting next to Big John, still, oh. still Henrik. <laughs> of course. I mean, he's, he's mine as well. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Henrik, Henrik and John, 352 goals. Between you, 110 for John and 242 for Henrik. And then you throw, what did Sutty get? 9442 between three in that period. Yeah, that's good arithmetic. I think it's 446 goals four, four, between, between the three of us. Uh, four, four, six. What about Ronaldo getting 700? Oh, John, I, I mean, know. is he the greatest striker of all time? Well, his, his goals suggest that, don't they? I think there's an argument because there's been so many. My favourite of all time was Maradona. Yeah. Uh, mm. Messi, I'm a huge admirer. Ronaldo, you, you, you can't. Yeah. At Real Madrid, 
his goals per games record. I think he's got more goals than games. That takes some doing. Um, at Man United, he's a little bit older. He can still produce mm. moments of magic. Not quite as consistently as probably they were expected him to, but uh, he, he can still he can still be the game changer. Joe, what are you thinking for tonight? Then, what do you think the score is going to be? Um, I'd go for three-one for Celtic. Three-one. I, I, yeah. I think both teams will score. Yeah. We're mm. capable of letting a, a goal in, but um, I'm going for three-one. Could be goal tonight. Fest. Tonight, where the, the goals click. Sure. And at the back, who would you like to see as the the, the holding player? Well, I mean, it's probably going to be Jens if he's fit, and we think he probably will be along Carter Vickers. But who in front of them? Who's going to be the holding midfielder in the Callum McGregor role? Um, I would go Abelgard. You'd go Abelgard. I just yeah. think he'd be a bit more mobile than James McCarthy. I've just not seen enough of him to know that. But yeah, the, the word has been Abelgard, and of course all his experience. Uh, let's hear what the manager was saying yesterday about Matt O'Reilly, who played a different role at the weekend. Here's Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, it's an option there for sure. We, uh, you know, I thought he did well on the weekend. Um, yeah, we've obviously got two or three options we can play there. So again, it's more about just seeing how the guys pull up. Like our session today was fairly light. Um, you know, I'll ever think about it overnight, but we've got two or three options. Um, but yeah, I thought on the weekend, yeah, Matt and Rao and uh, Aksavanovic, uh, you know, looked uh, looked good as a threesome. But uh, as I said, we've got some other options too. Still got options. We'll find out very mm -hmm. soon who it's going to be. I see the manager was saying that there are so many games and he supported what Jurgen Klopp's been saying since last season, really, that at the top level, we're putting players through too much, too many games. John, would you agree with that or disagree? Well, if, if that's Angie's opinion, then obviously you have to respect his opinion. He's, he's, um, he's got the squad, he's looking at the injuries and, and particularly last season, Celtic picked up a load of injuries, didn't they? In particular, hamstrings. I think there was four or five static players out at one stage with the same type of injury. Um, but what I would say as well is, um, you know, they wouldn't be doing an awful lot of training now, I would no. imagine. It he would said they get done after... It, it, it yep. would just be games, yep. rest, meetings, video sessions, these type of things. So they're trying to save, um, save the, the minutes the players play on the pitch. John, he's always got a surprise, hasn't he? And you've got first... Look at the Celtic team. John Hartson's got it first. Oh, so, so yeah, Hart <laughs> and Taylor... Uh, and Jens is in. Kyogo's yeah, no in. Haksabanovic is in. Abada plays. O'Reilly, Maeda, Hatati, and Juranovic. Yeah. And you, Mark will give us how they're going to line up. So that's it. Breaking news. Yeah. yeah, it's a 4 3 3. And as the manager said, the three that he liked in the centre of midfield get the nod again. It's Joe Hart and goals at the back. It's Juranovic, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Jens, and Taylor. The midfield three Hatati, O'Reilly, and Haksabanovic. And up front, it's Abada, Kyogo. And Maida, that is a starting eleven tonight for Celtic. So no Jota, uh, but Jens back in the team. And Abada's come out of nowhere, hasn't he? In fact, we talked about him today it, earlier on, saying he's not been mentioned. Yeah, well, I mean, he started in Saturday. Abada he missed a sitter to put yeah, Celtic one 0 up, yeah. and he, he missed a real chance to go and put um, the ball in the net. Could manage it, but you look at it; it's a strong starting eleven. Jackie Marcus on the bench, Turnbull back on the bench tonight yeah. as well. That gives Celtic that extra option. James Forrest. Um, on the bench so there's really good options for the manager there but as he mentioned as he always gives you a clue he's always pretty right. honest in these yeah. conferences the three that he mentioned that he was happy with in the centre of the park get the nod again I think I think the two wide men tonight is in particular Abada and Maeda because the ball goes out there generally to Jota and you know how influential Jota is you know that wide player attack 
he can go round the outside, he can go to the line and he can stand the ball up, he can cut inside and he can get shots away. And the responsibilities on Abada and Maeda tonight to fill that that gap in terms of what Jota gives you, mm-hmm. in terms of supply in the front players. And also we've got to get we've got to get the ball. You know, we've got good passes in the middle of the park with um with O'Reilly uh, and Haksabanovic, so you know, uh, Hitachi as well, but we've got to get on the ball first. We've got to make sure that we keep it. I, I don't know if the Celtic supporters in here agree tonight, but, you know, a few friends of mine, Celtic supporters, not having Maida at the moment, Paul, not having him, but he starts tonight. He's got the nod over Forrest. There was other options. You could have put Haksabanovic in, in wide and brought another central midfielder and in. And why but do I think, you think, sorry, why do you think he's gone with Maeda? Because we've heard he trusts, that as well. He trusts, he trusts Maeda and he puts a good shift in defensive. Much as we say Celtic's open, it's all about the front foot. He will track back, but I think, you know, creatively in the final third, you know, just having that composure, I think sometimes Maeda maybe lacks it a wee bit, but the manager clearly uh, trusts him. I mean, you look at the the, uh, the Leipzig team, you know, the, bo- the bottom line is they've got the big three in, and Kunku, Silva and Werner, the three of them play tonight. Yeah, the whole team is Blaswich, who came on early in the game last week, Simakin, Orban, the captain, Haidara, Timo Werner, Slabosley, and Kunku. Andre Silva, who scored a double last week, Raum, Schleser, and Gardiol. So it's uh, a top team. Kevin, what do you make of the Celtic lineup there? I'm a, I'm a bit um, undecided because when you look at that midfield, there's not really a natural sitting midfielder in there. They're all more number eights than number sixes. I would have thought Abu Gard would have started, maybe over. Haksabanovic. Haksabanovic, yeah. 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 Um, but we'll wait and see how it pans out. I don't know if it's too offensive. Okay. Yeah, but maybe they've got to go for it. John, what do you think about that? Could it be too offensive? Could they, Well, they could be opened up, couldn't they? Yeah, but I think Haksabanovic, uh, one of them will have to take responsibility. You know, when, when they go forward, somebody has to be, you know, talking. You can't be gung-ho. You can't be throwing every single body forward because we know we are susceptible on the counter-attack. Real Madrid scored goals on the counter-attack. The third goal... Leipzig last week on the third goal, almost a cardboard copy of the same goal. Crossfield, gaps at the full back, and the player cut it back with the volley back across goal. Oncoming midfield player scores the goal. So I think Haksabanovic will probably, well, it could be O'Reilly. O'Reilly could, yeah. could be disciplined, but then also then you, you lose his guile in the forward areas. Um, but it'll be one of them three. It, it, you can take your pick, really. I would have thought it wouldn't be Hatati. Itati's role is going forward and, and, and getting off the front players. So it's either going to be O'Reilly or Haksabanovic who has to play, as you said, Kevin, in that number six role. Joe, what are you thinking now that we've given you the Celtic yeah, team? I, I think Kevin's right. I'm a wee bit scared we might be too offensive. Although I was really happy against Madrid because we came out and had a go. Mm. So you want to see your team do that at home and you're, that's what we're here for. So we may as well go for and it. And have a go, Joe, isn't it? You know, this is that we knew it was going to be tough. We we knew we were going to come up against top opposition. Um, go and have a go. That's what the fans want. And there's no doubt the fans will be unbelievable. Kevin mentioned it at the top of the show. They'll have the support tonight. And that's yeah. not a myth. You know, it is like a 12th man. I've played there many a times. And the crowd get behind you to do something well. And they push you on. If you score, then, it, you know, it's such a great advantage. If you, if you go in front and you get that first goal which we failed to do against Real Madrid. On the bench, the two keepers, Bain and Segrist. Gikamakis, who scored that winner. How much did you enjoy that? Where were you? 
I was actually at a family party and the full place just erupted. It was okay. me. <laughs> People on top of tables and top of chairs. No, but it was a great goal. Were you there at the yeah, family party? Yeah, I was, I was, he was on top of the chairs. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that special moment for Celtic fans. And that could help today. John, does that give them a bit of a bounce? I know it's different. It's a league game. Uh, but let me continue with the bench anyway. So Aaron Moy, is he thinking, well, I thought I might be in. Turnbull, McCarthy, we talked about. Bernabe, the uh, Argentinian who did so well at the weekend. Abel Gard, Robertson, Forrest, Ralston and Welsh. We're going to take a quick break and then we're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Well, we give you the Celtic team and RB Leipzig. We're just over an hour away from kick-off. Yep, you're on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Euronites here at the Radisson Red in association with our friends at Steen. And there'll be the podcast after the game, which will be available. Uh, the first thoughts of John Hartson, Mark Weary and myself, Paul Cooney. The headlines tonight, Jota didn't make it for Celtic. They line up, Mark Weary. How yeah. will they play? Yeah, 4 3 3. Joe Hart and goals at the back. Juranovic, Carter Vickers, the captain. Jens is back in the team, and Taylor is also back in the team at left back. A midfield three of Hatati, O'Reilly, and Haksabanovic. And a front three of Abada and Maida in the wide areas, and Kyogo through the middle. 4 3 3 for Celtic. Patrick joins us from Law in Lanarkshire. Patrick, welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. Happy to be here. Yep, you've been in Edinburgh today as well. You're a, a trainee uh, quantity, quantity surveyor at yeah. QS. Yep. Well, welcome here. It's been a long day for you, well, but I can tell you're buzzing for this game I tonight. Really am. What's your first feeling then about the Celtic lineup? I was confident before I seen it. Now I'm a bit worried. I, I see his scoring. I'm not sure about winning now, but I, I think it could be 3 2 either way, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And what did, you, what did you want to see in the team then? Who would you have had as the, the holding midfielder? I would have had Aksbanovic over Abada mm -hmm. and probably McCarthy. To be honest, I, yeah. I just see we need we need somebody like that. You see how quick Leipzig can counter, and I'm really worried. So I, I think I think one out of the three. I don't think Haksabanovic can play as a sitter at all. It's not in his makeup, which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. O'Reilly can do it, but it goes against his natural instincts. It goes against Hatati's natural instincts. But, but if you're asking me to choose one out of the three who'd be the most disciplined to be that holder, I think it's Hatati, and it's not his best position. Uh, and the team, so the manager is going with three pretty much attack-minded midfielders rather than having two and bringing in like a McCarthy uh, or a Moy or, or somebody who would be, you know, or Abelgard who would. So, so I think Hitati out the three of them will be asked just to keep a wee eye more in the back line rather than, than going forward. And it's whether he can just curb his natural instincts and, and, and stay back. Because I think we asked Kevin and Joe earlier mm -hmm. on, perhaps we're a wee bit too open in this lineup. But I don't think that's in I don't think that's in Angie's vocabulary that phrase. Well, it, it's the manager's prerogative, and he's gone with this team. Uh, lots of people will be arriving at Celtic Park tonight, thinking, why um, why haven't we played a midfielder with a natural sort of defensive men mentality? Haksabanovic, yeah. um, I thought was a was a wide player or a central midfield player that can go and that can go and play off the front and add goals and, and add uh, service into the box in terms of his delivery, wide in areas. And that, that is my only concern about the start in 11, is that we don't have that. Now, O'Reilly could play there. He's comfortable enough on the ball. I don't see Hatati playing there because we've seen Hatati 
break off the front. We saw his goal, which was given an own goal in Shakhtar Donetsk. He was, you know, he, he was bursting the gut to get into the box. Um, going forward-wise, you know, uh, offensively. Um, and that would be my only concern, is that when they have the ball, you know, and they are breaking on us, like, who's going to be disciplined for us? Who's going to be the one that is sitting, giving us that little bit of uh, an insurance in front of the back four? Um, so, f- for me, that, that that is my only concern. The middle of the park, uh, who's going to be the sitter out of them three? Maeda, I don't mind. Abada, I don't mind, because obviously without Jota... Could have been Forrest. And uh, and Kyogo, we know what Kyogo brings anyway, although uh, although Jack Amakis may be a little bit disgruntled. He's not started after his winning goal at the weekend. He has to accept that that Kyogo, I believe, um, if Anjatam name is num- 1 to 11, Kyogo starts every day of the week. Um, but Jack Amakis, you have to say, he's never let anybody down no. up until now. So, so probably Kyogo will say, go in. Knock your pan and give it everything. Yeah. And Jukamakis will come on at some point. Oh, there'll be, there'll be changes tonight, yeah. 100%, yeah. because Celtic just cannot keep this energy levels up. You know, and, and that's why Anne sometimes makes three, four substitutions in one go, because the, the players are knackered by the time they get to 65, 70 minutes. Mm. Patrick, is it not a case of in Anne you trust? I of mean, course. Listen, of course, you've got your, everyone's got their own opinion, but maybe he's got something there. I, the more I think about it, I think he's planning, as soon as the game starts, going for it. Cavalry charge. Yep, I think. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way they've wind up. <laughs> Any other uh, sound effects we want uh, from the... the, the, the who do you think will yeah. sit, Patrick? Who, who yeah. out of the three do you think is the most disciplined to just give that wee bit of protection? It must be Hattati. Haxabanovic, I don't see defender at all. I, see, I would see him probably going further forward than Maeda. Mark, do you agree? I've seen Sorry, is that what you think? I, I, I think it's definitely Hitati or, or O'Reilly. You know, I mean, normally in, in a normal setup when McGregor plays, O'Reilly is the one that when you're pressing, when the, the opposition have the ball at the back for taking a shot by kick, that O'Reilly is the one that's always closest to Kyogo or Jackie Marcus over the centre forward. Yeah. He's the one who presses to, to, to close down the gaps. But maybe, maybe O'Reilly might be, you know, the manager gets in, he says, listen, I, need, I know you don't want it, but I need you. To do it, but if, it, if it's me, I, I just think I would go with I would go with Hitati in that yeah. in that role. But still get a license to sit. Maybe maybe him and O'Reilly will just alternate. Yeah, you know, yeah. that can be done. It's like the front three. You know, sometimes at, at, at stages tonight, Abada will play on the left. You know, and and Maeda will play on the right. They'll have license to switch, and they'll do that to confuse, or they might get a little bit of joy against the opposition full back. Um, so you might be right, Mark. They, they might fluctuate in terms of the middle three. You, you might just attack. He might just find himself there in you know, the deepest one. And then it means O'Reilly and Haksabanovic can go and, and, and help and, and give Kyogo that little bit more support. Ten minutes later, Haksabanovic might be the deeper one and he might just have needs the discipline to sit. They need discipline tonight and they, and they, they need to be talking all the time in terms of can't just all bomb forward because we saw last week how destructive yeah. Leipzig were on, on the counter. And they can't play everything back to the keeper as they did for a period when they had uh, equalised last week. And Joe Hart, he did make that mistake. But my goodness, he uh, did he make up for it against St. Johnson? Terrific save from Stevie May. Mm. I'm trying to get it out of you, but maybe he's We'll see tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. But what up. do you feel about Joe Hart? World-class keeper. 
made a mistake. It's I don't really blame him. I blame the way Celtic play. It just happened to come up short that time. Do you like the way Celtic play, Patrick? Yeah. You like this it's, front foot, high press, forward, outscore the opposition. That's exciting. A, a, a little bit sort of nervy defensively. Can't really trust the defence to keep a clean sheet at a clean sheet at this type of highest level. Um, but so you're okay with that? I'm happy. I'm yeah. I'm glad to see Celtic go for it. I remember seasons ago when we would get drawn against Barca or mm-hmm. PSG, and it would be a case of seven 0 Eight now at home, you know. Yeah. I don't see that with an Ange team. I think most of the fans are pretty much on board with the way that. Yeah. Listen, we we clawed the league back last season. We're in the Champions League, and there are a few questions asked because um, of the opposition that we're up against and the way that we are conceding goals, very very easy goals, really. That you you'd normally want to stop them, you know, them type of goals against you. But I think generally, I, I think the fans like the way that Ange sets up. I think if Celtic don't win tonight, you'll hear a few grumbles. Really? From, yeah. yeah, from mm. the support. Because, listen, let's be honest, they should win tonight. Yeah. This is the kind of game that Celtic should be winning. This isn't the Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And I know Leipzig are talented and they've got a terrific front three. But these are the kinds of games that Celtic should be winning. They've got, they've got to be. And if they don't, I'm not saying questions will be asked of, of, of the manager. I don't mean it that way. But I think your supporters will start to say, right, wait a minute here. What are we doing wrong? Why are we not beating teams like Leipzig? at home in front of 60,000 of our own supporters. Why are we not doing that? What are we not doing right? Because get away, away from home. Yeah. Nobody likes it. No, okay, you get it. But is he at home in your own patch? Because tonight, massive game. Win tonight. You're one step away possibly from the last 16 if you win your next home game. It sets it up. It's a trigger for everything. Winning tonight. And if they don't win tonight, there will be grumbles. And the whole standing of the club as well. You know, in this modern yeah, era. Of course. Back in the Champions League. And if they get into the next stages... That would be a, a wonderful signal yeah. for the Scottish champions to go further. Paul, it would be great if Celtic in the last 16, but, but even getting into Europa League, I think it's absolutely acceptable. Progress, Celtic finish stuff. Yeah. Keeps them in Europe, and probably Europa League's at their level, um, but with the greatest of respect. But finishing bottom is not acceptable. That's not good enough in this group. Because they were thumped by Shakhtar just, what, four weeks ago? It's not that long ago, John, or am I, uh, you know, that Leipzig were thrashed by yeah, Shakhtar yeah, and Celtic and incredible, yeah. incredible to think where that result came from obviously um, you know Leipzig at the time I think they were changing manager yeah, or something sure. strange um, game football it is it? it's incredibly yeah. strange but what, what would be disappointed is is that Celtic won't get beat tonight after a really positive opening two games where they almost put themselves in a position they played so so well um, should have probably got a draw against Real Madrid yeah might even have gone in front in the first half with the opportunities mm. they had. And then to lose pretty tamely last week away in Leipzig, if it happens again tonight, that would be disappointing over the piece of the Champions League because we started so, so well in the opening two games. Patrick, what's been your favourite times as a Celtic fan from Law? Well. Doesn't matter where you come from, but <laughs> sorry, I was giving you a moment to think about it. <laughs> I've had a good couple of years. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a very. A town that's very much favoured in the other side of Glasgow, but yeah, sure. But um, and the nine in a row was a great run for you up oh. until the COVID year. But yeah. some, who's been your all-time favourite Celtic player? I must admit, I was a bit late getting into football, so okay. never really seen much of yourself, John or Henrik. But I must admit, Larson can't say anything the else. king of kings. Exactly. Yeah, great choice. Yeah. <laughs> 
I said to John this time last year, Kyogre's looking good. Could he one day be a Larson? <laughs> and he chased me out. I nearly, I nearly dropped my mic. <laughs> Honestly, he did. <laughs> On my head. <laughs> big John Hartson, isn't it? How, how good is it to see the big fella? Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Oh, Great. Thanks, so, good to see you as yeah. well, mate. Mark, in an hour's time, the talking's going to be over. Yeah. And it's going to be a massive oh, game. But, but, but They're 90 minutes away from... Yeah. Putting themselves in a, in a position to come at least third and maybe second. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 as I say, it's a trigger point halfway stage. Yep. I've got one point from three, but they can, you know, they can finish with at least, I think, at least seven um, out of nine. And that's certainly got a seven out of uh, 18. has certainly got to yep. be uh, the aim. And you're talking about it, just the, the Champions League music, everything. I mean, Big John's been lucky enough to sample that in person. He'd be part of the media watched it as a Scottish football fan that, that, when that music comes on I don't think there's anything to beat it no nope. we're buzzing here Patrick scoreline what do you reckon 3-2 3-2 for Celtic ok that's it for the moment the news is next and then we're back live in a moment the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And Specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 55 minutes and counting. This is Paul Cooney with John Hartson and Mark Guidi for the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Euronite Special here at the Radisson Red on the banks of the Clyde in association with Steen. Great crowd in here tonight. Not quite the 60,000 who are just, uh, just a few miles away. That stadium that John Hartson knows so well and scored so many games in, some of them in Europe as well. Well, we gave you the Celtic lineup. You know the story. It's Joe Hart and goals. There's uh, Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, the captain tonight. Moritz Jens is back after feeling unwell at the weekend. And Greg Taylor back in, although didn't Alexander Bernabe do well at the weekend. There's Hatati, O'Reilly and Haksabanovic. And uh, Abada on the right, Maeda on the left, Kyogo up front. So Gikamakis doesn't start. Well, we could mention a few others who, who don't. The question, people are coming on the socials and saying they're a bit worried who is going to be in that holding midfield position, which Callum McGregor did so well. Would Aaron Moy feel a wee bit that I know he, has, he wasn't fit last week, but we've not seen enough of him, I reckon, John? Yeah, well, he, I'm sure he's got the character that he, he wants to play. Um, obviously, Ange has brought him in for his experience and, and that particular position where he's performed really well there for his respective clubs over the years, Aaron Moy. Remember watching him at Brighton. Um, he could play a bit, bit forward as well, though, at that particular time. But, um, you know, he, he wanted to play in these big games, but, but you may well see him come on this evening. Uh, and as I said, it's, it's Ange's prerogative. He, he had several different options. Um, and, and the big key one for me is, is who, will, who will just play the deeper out of the three, O'Reilly, Hitati or Haksabanovic. And who do you think, John? I know you said he might rotate it. He might rotate it. He might just say, look, just the three of you are in there. You know, you, you, you can, you've got freedom to go and join with the front. 
You've also got freedom to, to overlap like like O'Reilly likes to do with the wide men where he can play in and he, and he overlaps. He makes that run on the outside. But somebody needs to be disciplined in the middle of the park to pick up the loose balls and to get the ball off the back four. Uh, unless, I don't think Angel go more, more direct tonight. Obviously, you've got, you've got three guys. None of them are over five foot seven. You know, as your front three, Maeda, Abada, Kyogo. So you know, going, going a bit more direct is out of the question tonight. Mark Woody. Yeah, is it? You know, they, they don't have a, a, focal a presence. Point, yeah, 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 a focal point. Um, up top, that's that's the way the, the, the manager goes. He, you know, he doesn't deviate for that. If his main options are available, he tends to to, to stick with them. Uh, Kyogo, as we know, if if you get the service, Kyogo. If he has his timing of his run is fine. If they can just get that ball, if, if the Celtic can show composure in the wide areas, 30 yards out, just to slip wee balls through. And let's not forget, Leipzig's strength is not defending. Leipzig's strength is in the front three. So if Celtic are on it tonight, Celtic have got that composure, got their timing right, if they're clinical, Celtic will get chances. There's no doubt about that, Paul. And I've got it in that we go and score three or four goals tonight, but they need to take their chances. Marco Rose has made a big difference for them, hasn't he, since he took he over from yeah, Tedesco? Yeah, he he's, made yep. a, he's made a big difference. They're, they're winning games, they're scoring goals, they beat Celtic uh, last week, they've put themselves right back uh, in the hunt. They're on uh, three points in the Champions League section. So, yeah, listen, it won't be easy for Celtic tonight, there's absolutely no doubt about it, but it is a winnable game. And if Celtic are talking about being about being a, a European force again. These are the kind of games you've yep. got to win at Celtic Park. Pope. Darkness has fallen now that we're well into October. Floodlights are on already. You can almost see them from here. Tomorrow night we'll be getting ready for Rangers against Liverpool. Leipzig are in town, of course, for tonight. And they line up with Blaswich, who came on after, what, just six minutes or something last week. Uh, Simikin, Orban, the captain, Haidara, Werner, Slobosley, who's a terrific player, the one and only in Kunku, and no wonder they've got a release clause of what tens of millions on him. Andre Silva, who scored the double last week, Raum, Schlager, and Gardio up front. So that's the lineup. Just touching on, is that Ryan? Is going to have a word with us? Ryan, good evening. Thanks good for joining evening. us. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Lockwinnock. Lockwinnock, of course, in Renfrewshire. Yeah, not too far away. A great spot. Ryan, what are you thinking? What do you want to say to Mark Guidi and John Hartson and the Go Radio audience? What do I want to say? Um, yeah. Should be a good game. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the sort of attacking football? Do you think it's sustainable in the sort of European Champions League? Well, this is, this is why I think he, he tends to bring on three or four substitutions yeah. generally quite late in the game because I think it's... it's um, you use up an awful lot of energy, uh, especially the way that Ange wants to play. I think it takes in, in, incredible fitness levels. Um, it's also, you know, it's, it's also when you're pressing, you're pressing as a team, not just in ones and twos. There's a trigger, and then the first man goes, and then they follow up, and then that's the, when the team, the, the defenders are generally then on the halfway line. You all play in the opposition half. Uh, is it sustainable? Uh, it proved to be sustainable last season, obviously, in terms of winning the title. Um, in, then, Europe, in Europe, in yeah. Europe, maybe some teams will pick you off, like we've been picked off several times this season already, um, on the counter. Uh, and as I said, that's why I, I think Ange tends to use the group more so than you know than the than the eleven that starts. 
And and by the time they get to 65, 70 minutes, you can clearly see that, that Celtic are, are struggling sort of um, w- with, with that type of intensity that they start with. They generally don't finish with the same type of intensity in Europe because this is another level. The opposition teams will keep the ball. Mm. You know, what, what do you think? I, I, I think there's a, a lack of... I mean, you'd be in a good position to comment... Um, a lack of talent up front I think the chances are created certainly I'm a big Kyogo fan myself but, but they don't put them away and I think that's what's missing you, you make at least three or four or five chances a game and we're only putting away I think one, two goals in Europe this season but when you say that a lack of talent clinical you, instinct finishing yeah clinical they need to be more yeah, clinical certainly but why do you feel then they can do that domestically you know they've scored 29 goals I think in the league this season and then they go, they play in Europe. Is it just maybe nerves? Is it just a lack of playing at the highest, highest level? Um, I'd say certainly there's an element of that. But I think um, how many chances do they make yeah. domestically is far more than they're, get, they're getting given yeah. in Europe. Yeah. I guess, for example, as well, the Motherwell game at home, Precisely. not finishing off the chances, which they were in August mm. and early September. Um, and you look at the games against, well, Dundee United, Kilmarnock. Rangers, mm. and they're just not. The manager spoke about muscle fatigue. Is there something there just now? They're looking at some of them look a little bit tired, or is that just because they're not seeing off the St. Johnsons and Kilmarnock's? I think maybe, maybe a part of it. You think back to Tannadice and, and Rugby Park, um, maybe yeah, just run about the Rangers game as well. Yeah. Celtic were playing one game a week. Yeah. You think about it, there was no qualifiers, there was no none of that mm. pressure that they usually have during the month of July and August. So it was one game a week. Mm. So they were getting good training sessions in. They were fine. They've now gone out to two games a week. So maybe that's got something to do with it. But, and by the way, you can't produce the, the level of finishing that you had at Rugby Park and you had at Tanadice. Or, you know, otherwise, Man City would be winning 9-0 every week. Um, but but as well. also, so, as well, Mark, we are sustainable to, 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 to counter-attacks. And defensively, um, we give some poor goals away in the Champions League. And it's almost like you can't expect your strikers... Yeah, we've been wasteful at times, but you can't score three and four goals every game to win a football match. Mm. Sometimes you've got to try and win the game 1-0. Mm. You know, at this level, win yeah. 1-0 and defend yeah. for your life. Yeah. You know, throw bodies in the way. Maybe get two in the last ten minutes to just two blockers in front of the back yeah. four. They didn't do it on Saturday, John. Really, yeah, I conceded, yeah, sure. you know, conceding stoppage time against St. Johnson. Mm, yeah. Albeit they won the game, but yeah, sure. they had the chance to go and win that game 1-0, as you were saying. They couldn't do it. Help me out here. Did that ever happen, John? Did the, the attacking players, did you ever have, you know, a situation with defenders? You're going, actually, I'm thinking of the UEFA Cup final when, yeah. and I know because of injury you didn't play, but you took, you helped, you played such a huge part. And I remember after that game and covering that game that some people, like Henrik Marston, must have said, what have I got to do to win the gold medal to win because he played so well, got a couple of goals and the defence on that occasion. I think, but, uh, yeah, I think Celtic have, have good defenders, but I, I just think that the way, the way Celtic play, they, they push their two full-backs on yeah. really high up the pitch to create an overlap. And then what happens is your two centre-halves come out with the ball and there's always a spare man in the middle of the park you always try and give it to the spare man who can get on the half turn and then either play it into the front or play it wide. That's what they do. But for me, um, you've, got to, you've got to take your opportunities at this level. And that's what Celtic will rue 
if they go out to this competition early because they had opportunities against Real Madrid. Shakhtar Donetsk, they could have been out of sight, by the way. Mm. And last week wasn't so good. Although they had a couple, they got it back to 1-1. Mm. And all of a sudden, within, within 40 seconds, yeah. Leipzig are back in front. That's, that's concentration levels. Ryan, what are you thinking about Chikamakis then? You're mentioning about the striking options. How do you feel about him? I'm a big fan. Um, I think he shows that, that instinct that you have every time he comes on. He's not playing a full game, but he's still getting goals. And I think that's uh, at the Champions League level. That's would you start with him tonight, Ryan? I would, yeah. Mm, I think too. it's important to have... I think he offers a different type of football as well, where Kyogo is, is um, a bit more dynamic and a bit yeah. more ball with feet. Jack Marcus offers that, the ball up top, hold, hold the play up and allows other players to, to, to play off him mm. and gives that a wee bit of respite for the players behind. There's not many teams in the modern game at this level who've got the height profile that the Celtic team have. And some people mentioned that to me last week in London watching it and they said, yeah, you don't get many five foot sevens these days in the English Premier League. Um, but it has worked to great effect for Celtic. At, at well, actually, you look, well, I mean, you look at the team tonight, look at their 10 outfield players, Juranovic and Taylor, five foot eight, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, you look at Hatati, 5'8, 5'9, Haksibanovic, 5'8, 5'9, Riley, 6'3, Maida's what, 5'10, 5'9, 5'10, Abada, 5'8, 5'9, Kyogo, 5'7, 5'8. So there's, you know, you've got two tall centre halves, you've got a Riley. Apart from that, mm -hmm. there's not a great deal of height in the team. Gikamakis, could his name be written over this tonight, Mark? Could well, he'll come off the bench tonight, yeah. and I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised. I agree with most of the Celtic supporters in here tonight. I think this could be a, be a bit of a ding-dong. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be absolutely astounded if both teams don't score. And um, Listen, I, I want to see Celtic win the game. You want to see Scottish teams do it. I think they're due. In many ways, they're kind of due a win, and that's why I think, I think it could be a real ding-dong 3-2 Celtic. What do you reckon, Ryan? What's your scoreline tonight? I've got 3-1 Giacomacus hat-trick. Right, yeah, just the hat-trick. If he starts, yeah. if he starts. <laughs> he's not starting. We've, 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 yeah. we've got the team, yeah, yeah. Kyogo's starting. He, oh, he's not starting, no. Yeah. It's Kyogo. He's got Abada on the right, Maeda on the left. Uh, what do you feel about Maeda? Actually, we want to be positive here, because there are, I think because Callum McGregor's out, um, we're realistic as well, but Celtic are 90 minutes away from putting themselves in position to stay in this Champions League and go further. I think Maeda you know, buys into the, 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 the Ange philosophy of mm -hmm. starting defence from the attacking thirds. And I think he offers a threat, certainly in pressing, causing the opposition to make mistakes. Um, and I think that's very valuable for the team, especially the style of football that's being played. Uh, but I think, again, he lacks the, the clinical instincts mm -hmm. that is needed in the Champions League. And so... Who replaces them is a different question. Exactly. That's uh, one of the big questions tonight. The women's game is on as well. Scotland playing the Republic of Ireland, 8 o'clock. So that's, uh, again, that's under 45 minutes away. Good luck to Scotland women. They did well against Austria the other night. And let's hope for a big crowd. It's tough when you're up against the Champions League, though. And we see the pictures there on BT Sport. There is Ange. It's the grey um, top tonight from him, not, not the black one if anyone is interested. And there is Cameron <laughs> Carter-Vickers. Uh, I know he's not as vocal as um, Callum McGregor, and Callum McGregor wasn't as vocal as Scott Brown. Every captain is different, but that's a massive boost that he's playing tonight, Mark. Yeah, he's the best defender at the club. You know, if you're going to go and try and win games tonight, uh, Paul, as I say, I don't think Celtic will keep a clean sheet, but you know, they're going to have to defend. They're going to have to defend well. Um, at times, if you remember, you know, we're praising Silva and Cuckoo and... And, uh, and Werner, but, but Carter Vickers did they play against them last week. So he's back in the team, which uh, hopefully will make a, a difference for Celtic. 
and Kunku is there. He's just come off the bus. Nobody tripped him up as he went in. So, <laughs> and of course, we wouldn't want to see that. We are joking here. I see that actually Celtic and Rangers and another team were fine today by UEFA. Seems to keep happening. Constant. There's, and there's constant. no. Oh. Yeah. It's totally unfair. Yeah. The, the supporters need to do better. They're representing yeah. the club and. Um, you know, it's great to back your team, but I'm sure that, you know, at director level at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, they must be really, really angry and really disappointed mm. with that element of the support yep. that let them down time and time again and bring all these, these fights. Because, I mean, I, I've not taught it up, but maybe the Celtic, Celtic over the past decade or so, what, about half a million quid probably? Must be, yep. You know, and Rangers with a part of the ground, a section of the ground closed. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Yep. Um, so when you think about it, it's not good enough. It's not good, and they're so they're so good, sure. they're so good. But but they, there is room for improvement. I heard it in the news cycle today, and I thought the sports news great here. They're talking about Celtic, talking about Rangers, Champions League. No fines. That was the UEFA fines. But we're also talking about Rangers tomorrow night. This time tomorrow, we'll be preparing for the Rangers game. Still no word about who's going to be up front. Is it Cholak? Is it Morelos? Does he go with both? tomorrow and he says he knows they'll need an intensity for the game against Liverpool. They got a bit of criticism John from ex-Rangers players I think quite rightly that I know it was Anfield but maybe they held off a bit they, they backed off a bit from Liverpool, didn't get in their faces. Yeah because I think uh, Liverpool started the game so well. Yeah. I think tomorrow night Alan McGregor was unbelievable at Anfield last week. I think they'll need him again to be in top form Liverpool um, are playing at a different level in terms of, all right, they're on a difficult time at the minute, but it's never easy going to Anfield at the best of times. Um, they've got a wonderful European record. Um, Rangers were better when they made some, they went for it a little bit in the second half. I think Sakala came on yeah. and caused problems. Um, and, and tomorrow night will be a different proposition for Liverpool because, you know, similar to tonight at Ibrox, look at the result that Rangers you know, um, got last season in yep. the Europa League. They, they, they beat all comers, didn't they, um, last season? So they need to they need to look back at that and think they need a big result because I think if they lose tomorrow, they're rock bottom. That's four out of four. They would have lost Napoli, Ajax. What a strange result that was, by the way. You know, Napoli winning 6-1 in Amsterdam. I didn't... Because when you saw Ajax give Rangers a complete mauling, where it could have been eight or nine. Remember, I think it was, was it four or five. Yeah. Four. Ajax, four. absolutely. Yeah. They, they just they just pinged it around that night. Rangers couldn't get near them. I thought Ajax were magnificent, by the way. Then I look at them going to Napoli and think, mm, they're not mm. that good. Yeah. Um, so that is, a, that is a very, very tough group, that, that Rangers were in Napoli, Ajax and, and Liverpool. So, again, they're in the Champions League um, and it's all about progress, isn't it? Ryan, what do you think for Rangers tomorrow night? Could they, could they get a point? Could they get their first goal? I don't see it happening. Although with Liverpool's recent form, you know anything is possible, mm. uh, especially with the Rangers team who've shown uh, strong form in Europe. And so you've got the red braces on. Is that you're a Liverpool fan I as do. well as as this well is, as Celtic? This is my my work attire. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Ryan, again, your headline is you think three one Celtic and the scorer, Georges Jakimakis. That's it you think tonight thanks very much for joining us thank you for having me kickoff is approaching we're back just after this the go radio football show with macklinmotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go this is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Euronight special here at the Radisson Red in Glasgow in association with Steen. 
what a run it's been. So for Celtic, what's that? Four or five weeks ago, Real Madrid in town. And look at Luka Modric. Luka, Luka saying afterwards, wow, the atmosphere was special. And he's someone who has been around the world. And then Schalke and Celtic, um, sorry, Shakhtar. Celtic should have got more than the point tonight. They're here. I want to ask um, Pav, who's with us. Pav, thanks for joining us here. Hi, thank yeah. you. Thank you me. People coming from all over the world uh, for the football. Well, maybe not. In Europe, they come here, ah, obviously. Sure, it's going to be busy tomorrow with Liverpool in town as well. Yep. Um, and with the hydro here, it's absolutely been... I was at Kevin Bridges a few weeks ago, yeah, and actually we it. popped in here, first of all. It was absolutely buzzing. Yeah, it's yep. a great vibe. It's a great venue as well for it. We've got some fantastic products on the menu, so, yeah, it's, it's a great place to work and it's a great place to come, especially if you're in this side of the city. It's terrific. <laughs> Pav, you're a football fan as well. What are you feeling about tonight? Because everyone's saying this is going to be really, really tough. But Celtic did so well against Real Madrid. I know they lost 3-0. But what are you feeling? What's, what's in your water I've got tonight? a lot of confidence in the Celtic team as it is just now. Right. Obviously not having Jota on, I heard. Uh, I heard Jota's not playing tonight. So that's going to be a big, yep. a big hit for the team. However, um, I really have full faith in the team. I think they can pull through. Um, we're really starting to group together. You can really see that in the team. There's like some solid... Um, Solid lines of defence now, they're really working together back there, so I think we can really hold off the attack, and if we play smart, keep possession, I think we can really pull this through and at least scrape by with a couple of points. I think as well, I think looking at last week's result in particular, we all think now that Leipzig are this great team, yeah. um, they, they beat us 3-1. I would say not not overly comfortable, but they deserve to win. I thought they, 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 were, the, they were the better team on the night, I felt. They did more to win the game, if you like, than Celtic did last um, last Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and we're all thinking Leipzig are this really, really good team. And let's let's not forget, you know, I think they played nine games in the Bundesliga. They've they've won four, lost four. You know, they've had a, they've had a thumping against Shakhtar the next four one in Germany, um, and all of a sudden we're all we're all thinking if we hadn't played Leipzig last week. And this was the, our first game against them. I think we'd all be a little bit different in terms of how we're approaching it and how we're thinking about it. We'd all think our oh, Leipzig are really, really beatable tonight. They're not, they're not that great. But on the back of last week, I think we're all a little bit, um, what can I say? You know, we're not overly confident, I think, as yeah. we would have been if we hadn't have had last week's result. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. You get that? No, no, I... I agree with you, you know, had, had it been flipped and Celtic were playing this one first and going to Germany mm. um, next week, you're right, you'd be coming into this in the back of the Shakhtar performance, which yep. was a draw, mm. and Celtic should have won it, they missed two sitters mm. at the end of the game. I think the domestic form as well just puts a little bit of doubt in the mind, you know, scraping against Motherwell, scraping in the end against St Johnson, missing sitters in both games that should have been out of sight. Um, but like I say, I agree, Leipzig are a very competent team, but they're not a brilliant team, and this is the kind of game that Celtic should be winning. If they're serious about Europe, this is the kind of game Celtic should be going and winning and putting themselves in the box seat to get into the last 16. Because Celtic did have chances last yeah, week and they just switched off at 1-1. Just yeah. You can't. You really can see it. I know we hear all these words, but you see the difference, Pav, don't no, you? No, most definitely. We just need a, a solid finisher, somebody that's just confident in that box, that's just able to just bury it. Um, that's, I think that's what uh, Celtic's been missing for a wee while now. Um, especially on the domestic side as well. I mean, we've been pretty dominant for, for a long period of time and I think that comfortable... Um, almost a lack of competition. It's sometimes it can be seen in the Scottish League. Um, has really put a downfall on our on our European performance. If you know what I mean, it's it's hard to perform against some of the best teams in the world when um, 
Scottish football. I love it. I watch it every weekend. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's nothing compared to the amount of money that's in the Premiership, the amount of money that's in the rest of Europe. If you know what I mean. So uh, our competition levels are different. So when we go to Europe, like we're always underdogs. We always need to put that extra little bit in and just make sure that we're any opportunity we get, we're, we're backing them. I think as well, yeah. Paul. Uh, you talk about the front players, and yes, it's, it's, it's been a little bit disappointing that they haven't dispatched the chances that they've got. But let's not forget, we have got good front players. Mm. You know, Jackamakis is really good. Um, he scores for fun, really, and and they've just had, they've they've lacked that little bit of a cutting edge in these big games. You know, we had so many opportunities. Kyogo is magnificent. I believe he's world class. Mm. Jota, you know. They're, they're brilliant, brilliant players. But for whatever reason, we've not been, not really got going in the Champions League. We should have gone tuna up against Real Madrid, the holders sure. of the tournament. We should have done. It's okay, should have, could have, would have. The bottom line is we failed to score, you know, in, in the yes. game sort of thing. Shakhtar Donetsk, the same. You know, we dominated the second half. They had a spell for 20 minutes in the first half where we had to hold on and get to half-time, regroup, because they were well on top. Uh, at, for that period and then even last week we got back to 1-1 it was packed in here we're all like yeah, yeah we, we can actually go and win the game now brilliant finish from Jota last week great pass from Kyogo and all of a sudden because we haven't taken our opportunities which you've got to in any game in any league you've got to score goals to win games that's, that's what separates you know uh, winning and losing is scoring goals and we just haven't been able to be clinical enough in this particular competition, but we have got really good forward players, which is strange. It's a great point. Shakhtar up against Real Madrid tonight in Poland. And, of course, they only lost 2-1 last week. Yes, yeah, it's bizarre, Benibar. isn't it? Because Celtic yeah. 3-0, that's not good for the, the goal difference and all the rest. And we're all assuming that they will win. You think Real Madrid would win tonight, but yeah. is, is it a guarantee? No, it's not. And, and, and you think that Real Madrid, are all, they've reached the nine points. Um, they're probably just to be absolutely safe. You, you want to get to 10. But Real Madrid... They're not the European champions for nothing. Carlo Ancelotti's not the top man uh, for nothing. They go and try and win every game. They're, they're no thinking, oh, we'll be fine, we don't need to win tonight. Yeah. They'll get out there, and even if he makes five or six changes, they'll still have a strong, strong team. So, based on Celtic's performance in, in, in Poland, which was very, very good, and they should have won the game, you would expect um, uh, Real Madrid to go and win it. But that said, maybe couldn't they rule out Shakhtar nicking a point, and that would be really bad news for Celtic if they do. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the trophy, Pav? The trophy for the yeah, Champions League? Yeah, yeah. Well, Real Madrid are obviously strong contenders. Mm -hmm. they, they truly are. And Celtic always gets papped with the worst group, don't they? Um, <laughs> Mind you, Rangers got a really tough group, Aye, haven't they? they? Certainly Even they tougher. certainly do. Rangers yeah. group's tougher. Yeah. Rangers yeah. group's yeah. tougher, for sure. Yeah, you Rangers so? group's tougher, yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. No, no. Well, no, no. You, you think. Yeah. I just I always, I always assume we always find ourselves, definitely, we normally get Barcelona or the, the Champions League winners yeah. in our group every year, and that's almost a given. Um, for us, any Celtic fan, there's always that moment of doom when they're, <laughs> when they're drawing the cards, and you're like, yep, there it is. Um, no, but in all fairness, though, like the Celtic team itself, um, I think we really we do have the potential to go past the groups straight into into the into the 16. I think um, wow. to get past that is going to be very difficult. That's when there's a real quality jump, if you know what I mean, with every every single game that you're in. Of course, um, yeah. To walk away with it, though, I think the way Real Madrid have been playing is a little bit sketchy, but I think they'll pull it together and they'll, I think they'll they'll pan on through for the rest of the... Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they'll retain it, Pavi, it's yeah, yeah. I think Man, Man City have got do to think? do it at some point. Well, Haaland, yeah, he makes a huge difference to them and I think he's icing on the cake. Um, that's the big signing, I think. Them, they had Jesus, they were playing De Bruyne in the, in the false number nine, if you like. Um, but for me, they've got serious players, Man City, and 
although they draw in nil nil in Copenhagen tonight. Um, but I think Man City, because they've come close, they've lost to Chelsea in the final, they lost to Real Madrid last season in the semi final. Um, Guardiola's uh, not won it in a decade as a manager. Nope, that's true. Oh, yep. See, Gomez was sent off in the first half, Sergio Gomez. Mm. So they will want to finish that one off tonight. Uh, and Pavel, your all-time favourite Celtic player? All-time favourite Celtic player? Yeah. It's got to be Henry Glasser, doesn't it? Yeah. It has to be. That's right, everyone's saying it. Yeah. I'm sorry, this I, man's sitting to my left oh. right now. He was part of the dream team for me. Yeah. I had Greg Bowell Valde, I had John Hartz, I had everybody in that team. It was amazing. I think, Paul, sometimes yep. now, and, and there's nothing, nothing against Henry Larson. <laughs> I think sometimes the best way of that question is, apart from Henry Larson, who would it be? Who's your best Celtic player? He just said Bobo It's probably have to be Billy McNeil then. We need to go all the way back. Uh, okay. We'll go back to Lisbon Lions then. Yep, he was voted the greatest. My in-laws were down staying this week and they came to watch Celtic. Um, a good in, in, I think it might have been in the early 80s, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and they're staying with us for the week, mm-hmm. James and Catherine. They're lovely, lovely people. My wife's parents. And they would actually mention, because you've just mentioned Billy McNeil, mm, yeah. they actually went to Billy McNeil's pub one oh, night and oh. they actually met Billy McNeil. Yeah. And my father-in-law went down on his knees. Oh. <laughs> so my mother-in-law's like, like, Catherine, wow. what are you doing, James? And so it was, because he had so much respect for Billy wow. McNeil. Yeah, he's yeah. a brilliant Yeah, and they, they, they went to his pub and he had a pub, Billy, apparently. And he South side, the, Queen's Park. Served, yeah. served them a pint yeah. and everything else, yeah. 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 Yep. I might do that next week. Imagine I get, <laughs> I get all sorts of characters in my pub. Complete <laughs> legend and lovely, lovely family. And, and uh, yeah, what a man. I was lucky enough to interview him many times when he was uh, man. the, the manager of Celtic and then yeah. went to Man City, went to Aston Villa and then came back in the double 1988 yeah. winning. Centenary year. The, the centenary yeah. year of the club. It was kind of written in the stars for him, wasn't it? Really it really was. He was a brilliant um, man. Yeah. yeah, he was voted the greatest Celtic. I know Jimmy Johnson was voted the greatest ever Celtic Player, and yeah. Billy also got the greatest captain, I think. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah. what a man. Football is such a, it's a united, I know it can divide at times, oh, but in this great city, we've got two amazing teams. Yeah. You're not going to say Celtic and Celtic reserves, are you? Tomorrow night, I'll say the same thing, we'll say Rangers and right. Rangers reserves. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for no problem, joining thank you for having me, Did we get your scoreline tonight? Did we? Uh, yeah. No, you did not. We're going to get it now, oh, aren't we? I'm going to say, I'm hoping there's going to be a 2-1 to Celtic, but... That's just, up, yeah. that's just yeah. up here. That's just up here. 2-1 to Celtic. And I'm hearing you about Kyogo as well. I know we're talking Jika Max or whatever. He's on the bench. Kyogo is in there. Mm-hmm. And the magic of Furuhashi, um, we should oh, never we've forget. We've yeah. seen him do it before. He makes great yeah. runs. Um, he's an he's a, he's a exquisite finisher. Picks the corners out technically. Brilliant. Um, and he's just been a little bit off in the Champions mm-hmm. League. But because he's set, he raised the bar so high. Yeah last season both domestically and some of the goals he got in uh, in in Europe as well for Celtic but I'm a huge fan I actually think he's world class yeah I, you saying that, yeah I really really do and let's just hope we can we can provide him with the service tonight well somebody should chap the door get the winkers back up the tunnel Mark and say John Hartson one of the greatest ever Celtic strikers Furuhashi he's just said you are world class yeah it's a hell of a compliment um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean I, I like Kyogo I think he's brilliant I wouldn't agree that he's... That he's well, it depends what you're, you're taking world-class world as. Mm. I think you're right. If, if he, He's got to bang him, bang him in at mm. Champions League level and, and create. But do, do I think that uh, if he was to go on the market, would top clubs in Europe try and sign him this summer? Yeah. So that tells you the level mm. he's at. You know, Celtic just, decided just, to cash I just in. think in terms of watching him, we're watching some of the goals that he can score, his technique, his movement, you know... Um, 
and, and some of the finishing, he, he just looks like a, a natural finisher. Um, technically, remember Jota's long-range pass, and he's took it on the half volley, and then he slotted it, his goal against Dundee United, the other from the edge of the box. And I just think sometimes with centre-forwards, you can look at them and you can go, they can do things that other forwards can't quite do. You know, and they are centre-forwards, they get goals. But I just think some of the, some of the goals that Kyogo have scored... I've looked at them and gone, unbelievable. Could, could he yeah. play for a... Is he a potential top 10 European club player? I think in a couple of years, Mark, I, I think you're right in what you're saying. He has to go and get some Champions League goals, go and get 30 goals a season like the other top strikers, like like Lewandowski has done for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that's what the great Henrik Larsson did it for, for six or seven years. Constantly, Robbie Fowler did it, Ian Rush did it, Shearer done it. To be, to be looked at in terms of real, real up there, in terms of the best strikers in the world, um, I think develop over the next two or three years, play in the Champions League, play at the highest level, and then you may well see somebody then take that little bit of a risk on him. Not Alan, a risk, because he did score yeah. the goals to prove yeah. he can mm. do it. Alan, let's hear one more time from the manager, Anse Postacoglu, and he's saying, look, we've come a long way, but this is a process. No, it, it's still a process. I mean, I know people kind of you know, want to go through these steps really quickly. You know, you, you know, I think that the biggest take on us, oh, you, you, we've created a lot of chance we haven't taken them. Is it just a matter of taking those chances? Well, yes, it is, but that doesn't happen one day to the next. And it's the same with winning games at this level. It doesn't happen one day to the next. Um, you know, you need to grow, you need to develop, you need to have a real positive mindset in, in the way you go about things and give yourself opportunities for success. If it was easily fixable, then you'd see a lot more teams winning the Champions League. But there's a reason the select few do and there's a reason, you know, select few get through and, and into the later stages. But you've got to aspire to get there and I think this is the best way forward for us. Everyone, quite rightly, has been full of praise for the manager. You just sense he is, not the word desperate, he wants this win tonight so much with his team. Pav, is the name Abada maybe going to feature tonight? Can they get some supply into him? Oh, he, he I did certainly it, hope you know, so. I under the lights. So. He's done it a few times yeah, in the last no, year. Yeah, he certainly has. Yeah, I, 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 as I said earlier on, I truly feel that this team is in the best possible place in order to move forward. In terms of management, leadership and stuff like that, you can really tell they pulled it together. Um, and and then they're firing through. They're enjoying it as well. There's a, it's fun to watch Celtic again. Um, they're trying new things. They're, they're, they're passing the balls in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, as we were saying earlier on, we do have some world-class players. Jota, he's an absolute joy to watch. I love watching him play. He's honestly fantastic. He's like, he's like watching a young man play fives, if you know what I mean. He's just so quick here, there and everywhere. Um, so truly, yeah, I, I genuinely think I think we can pull it through. And um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's not forget, it, it is a process. It is a yeah. process. And Ange Postacoglu's been at the club for, what, 17, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he went about it, you know, we had to build the team. Um, and then they won the double last season, winning the league. We knew what the carrot was to win the league, to claw back a 30-point difference in terms of what Rangers won at the season yeah. before. Um, it's a wonderful effort last season for Celtic and Ange Postacoglu in its first year. To go, to, to go and lift the, the championship. And obviously now, into the Champions League, a different level, a different ball game altogether than the Scottish Premiership in terms of what you're coming up against you know, uh, in the Champions League. So I think you touched upon then as well, the goals. You've got to score goals to win games yeah. at any level. But there is a process. 
and it's 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 a team. Ange always speaks about the team, but there's no doubt about it. Celtic's lack of being clinical in front of goal in this particular competition has cost them up to now because they're creating. It's not as if you can sit here and go, by the way, we didn't get a chance tonight. Yeah. Every game we're coming off and we're thinking, by the way, we had three, four decent opportunities to score goals. Goals win games. Simple as that. We're going to take the final break. It's going to be the Champions League music soon. The talking will be over. Pav, thank you very much for looking after us uh, here. No problem. Guys, anytime. Yep. Anytime. You're more than welcome. Our friends at Steen are saying the same. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. This is Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Euronites here at the Radisson Red in association with our friends at Steen. And we've got some great people here this evening. We heard earlier on from Kevin. We heard from Joe. We heard from Patrick. A few moments ago, we had Ryan and we had Pav as well. And uh, some of the women in the, the house are giving us some comments as well. Maybe a wee bit shy at the moment. Celtic can't be shy tonight, though. We just see them there, Mark. Trackside, here he is. Mark Guidi, watching it on BT Sport. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, just in the warm-up, Paul, final stages. What are we on? 18 minutes to, to, to kick off. The, the boys will do another four or five minutes, and then uh, you know, they'll be ready to go. They'll be pumped up in that dressing room. They'll be desperate to get out. So Big John's walked the walk. He's felt yep. it. It must be so special coming out that tunnel and the wall of noise of the 60,000 hits you, and then you're into Zadok the Priest. You're into Champions League theme tune. And then after that, John... It's all about doing the business, rising to the occasion, being brave, don't let the nerves get the better of you, and just doing it. Yeah, and, and always for me, guys, um, it, it was always do your first thing right. You know, make sure that your first touch is a good one. Make sure you go and win your first header when the ball's coming in from, you know, uh, come off your defender, keep it, give it to a green and white shirt, and uh, those type of things. And tonight... It's going to be important because Celtic need to get on the ball. That they will need to dominate possession uh, and create opportunities. Create opportunities for Kyogo. You know, Abada's numbers are great. He gets in on that back post when the ball is on the opposite side. And the, the midfield. We've spoken about the midfield. No McGregor. Any team would miss a player like yep. Callum McGregor. But it gives an opportunity for Haksabanovic to come in and to show that Ange Postecoglou did the right thing in bringing him to Celtic. This is his big opportunity tonight to show that he can play on a regular basis. And he was six million they paid for him or more. Now, the talking point at the moment is not on the pitch, it's on the bench. And there he is, looking more and more like George Michael did when George was maybe 25 years old. It's uh, Jota. And what a bonnet he's got on there. What is that one? Is that a Peaky Blinders? No. <laughs> he's just, he's yeah. a, just a Harry Hansen. <laughs> he's just a total... <laughs> Harry get him, really the, get him off the oh. screen while me and Mark are saying it. He's just sitting there. Oh, That's more like it. There's me, Gordon's trying. Oh, my goodness. I'll like tell it. you what. I mean, so, yep, your former manager there yeah. and Stylian Petrov, who's Absolutely. a great colleague yeah, of yours brilliant. as well. I know you're part of the team there I know at BT. both men very, very well. Yeah, but we're chuffed that we've got John Hartson with us here in the house tonight. Cameron Carter-Vickers there. There was a close-up. And what a big night for him. Yes, it is. Uh, alongside uh, Jens, who comes back into the team, I've been... Missed out a little, little bit of an illness at the weekend. We always felt he would come back in. Um, so, uh, again, you know, that's a partnership that, that, you know, they've not had an awful lot of time together. But with Starfelt out, you just probably would play Jens alongside Carter Vickers if you had the chance. 
Um, the two full-backs are back tonight as well, Taylor and Juranovic. We, we know how good they are, particularly going forward. Um, so there's Gordon Strack in there, and I can see Stan Petrov can't get a word in. They've only, on the screen. <laughs> They've only been on the screen six minutes, and Gordon's actually spoke for five minutes and 93 or 58 seconds. No change there, then. No. A quick word, he once said, didn't he? Velocity. Velocity. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you got Celtic in the last 16 in the Champions League. You know, yeah, yeah, very good. Possibly twice, actually. Um, so, yeah, he was a really good manager for Celtic. Three titles in a row in, in his four seasons. Um, uh, and Chad, so yeah, he, he knows his stuff. And you think, my goodness, he took over Paul John. You were there, of course, yeah. 17 years ago, 2005. Gordon Strachan took over. Well, I, I worked with Gordon previously at Coventry for six months prior to coming to Celtic, and he he he, he was very influential in me uh, coming to the club. He was very friendly, of course, with Martin O'Neill. They'd had many conversations about myself, um, and obviously, you know, it was Martin O'Neill who would have played a huge role. In Celtic, bringing Gordon Strack into the club, there's no doubt that Celtic would have asked Martin what his opinion is on potentially who they could go for as the next manager. So in that case, you know, I, I worked with Gordon twice, both at Coventry. His first year and my last year, we won the title together. So that was very special. Your old team, of course, West Brom, uh, looking for a new manager as well. Steve Bruce just didn't work out for him. Um, who do you think is going to get that job? Oh, they've had so many managers, haven't they? From yeah. Roberto yeah. Di Matteo to, yeah. to Slavon Bilic to yeah. Stevie Bruce. Sam uh, Allardyce, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. The, Sam as well, Sam Allardyce. So they're just that club. Even when I was there, it was Tony Mowbray and they were like, Brian Robson signed me. But they were like a yo-yo club. They'd yeah. be in the premiership and they just couldn't quite, you know, have two or three seasons there. They were up, down, relegation, back in the championship. And, and Steve Bruce, his record has been pushed. Brucey will know himself. I know yeah. Steve very well. Lovely guy. Yeah, yep. he's a great guy. But, you know, nowadays, everybody wants results. It's, it's, a, it's a winning business now, Paul. You've got to win. Kevin, you joined us earlier on. We've asked you to come back and join us. How was the pizza there? Was that, is that what I saw you, Nosh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pizza, was pizza was delicious. Pretty good. Uh, Hannah, they're looking after us all. So, we spoke to you about an hour ago. You've had time to think about the team. What are you feeling now with, what, eight minutes to go? Well, ten minutes to go till kick-off. Nerves are starting to kick in yep. now. Um, I'm not as confident as I was before teams got released, but we'll wait and see how, how we do, because, again, it's Celtic Park under the lights, you know, we'll mm -hmm. know what can happen. It looks a bit special, isn't it? You, you like it, uh, all the lights beforehand. It's quite an atmosphere. Rangers did brilliantly getting to Seville mm -hmm. um, just a few months ago, and the home crowd helped them big time. Do you think... The home crowd tonight, 60,000 will play a part. Yeah, I do, I do think they'll play a part. A massive part, actually, because if we go one down, you've always got the crowd there to back us again and keep going and keep rallying. And they could go a goal down. What do you take from uh, Saturday? Because so many Celtic fans told me they celebrated that like a cup final win. Because people are saying, oh, you're missing McGregor at the back and, you know, it's not, you're not firing the way you were. But to score in the 95th minute, well, what, what would you say? It was massive. It was it was probably, when you look back at the end of the season, you think that's where the league was won, if the league's tight. And it could well be tight, because there's only two points in it. Isn't it funny? Do you think the fact that they're playing two games a week now, Celtic will get up to speed, but I wonder if only playing one game a week, and I remember thinking it, you know, when they didn't have to qualify and all the rest, but do you think that they've kind of missed out in a way, but they're now maybe getting into their stride at two games a week? It was always going to be difficult to try and adjust. Yep. I do think having the one game per week 
before Champions League was massive for us, psychologically as well, because Rangers obviously had to play two games a week. It let us sort of settle in in the league, whereas now we're finding it more difficult in the league, I would say, from when we went two games a week. But I still think we've got enough to do well. But this is why as well, Kevin, that Ange Postacoglu needs two players for every position. You need a big squad now, because at the start of the season, you're fighting on four fronts. It's Scottish Cup, League Cup, League Championship, and obviously the Champions League, and then possibly the Europa League uh, or Conference League, whichever one you go into then. So that is why, you know, you need quality players in abundance when you're at a club like Celtic and the expectation is on you to go and win trophies. And this is why the club backed him and allowed him to bring so many players in. Because with situations like tonight, arguably our two best players are missing, McGregor mm. and Jota. Mm. You know, and all of a sudden you're expecting players, uh, they have to step up. And hopefully that's why Ange brought them to the club, because they're capable of stepping up, you know, on nights like tonight. So that's why you need a big squad. Kevin, had you heard of Ange Postacoglu? I hadn't before he came, so it's not a trick question. No, and I never heard of him before he came. Because like, a lot of fans were thinking, oh, Eddie Howe, here we go, yeah. and then that fell apart. But, see, to be honest, it's now looking like a masterstroke. Yeah. And whoever got him. And what did it mean for your life, that last season? Last season was massive because, see, when Rangers won the league, that's the first time where I've properly got into football. And, like, so, see, before Rangers won the league, I was never really massively into football. I always had to get into football, maybe when Celtic were, say, five in a row or something. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, that's my first time seeing Rangers win the league. So it was gutting, and now to see that we're back on top again, all's well in it. So. And final question at this moment, was it a bit like the moment when Anthony Rolston scored? Remember last season, and deep into the game up at Ross County, and it looked as though Celtic might be off the boil, but they got a late, late, late goal. Did you feel that way? On Saturday? It was the exact same, yeah, because you know it's a massive three points. Yeah. Um, we didn't play great, but I thought even that ball from Alexandra Bernabe, that was, yeah. that, that was world class. Um, he played really well. But again, massive three points for us. But again, Kevin, I, I just think when we talk about the character in this team, you know, and the spirit... Yeah. You know, when did when did St. Johnson equalise? Was it when then? 93rd minute or And all of a sudden, to have the will and, and the desire to even think that you can get back in front and, and to push forward, um, you know, in hope that you might just put a great ball in, we, somebody might just shoot from the edge of the box, and they built the play up and they got the winning goal. So football is in, is in you go right until the end, until the referee blows the final whistle. It takes, it takes three or four seconds to score a goal. And it's having that belief. How many goals did Man United used to score? Oh, yeah. Late and the Fergie. Do you know? And you've, exactly. got to, you've got to keep going and have faith and have belief in your players. And that's exactly what they did at the weekend. There is the music in the background. The talking is just about over. Mark, the eyes of Europe, we on this game tonight. Mm. Uh, Man City... No, no. To finish 0-0. Thank you for that. Uh, Maccabi Haifa, 2-0 against Juventus. Look for change there. Yeah. 
What about this year tonight, though, Mark? In the, you know, you're a former president of the Scottish Football Writers Association, all bow. Uh, Chick Young, Sir Charles himself, is the new president, I'm hearing. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, all right, good for Chick. Chick. We good love, honour. We well deserved. Chick. What about this game tonight for Celtic? Well, first of all, I think it's going to be a brilliant game. Yeah. It'll be a you know, right good Champions League night under the floodlights, um, 60,000 fans inside the ground. All in expectation, not hope, and expectation that Celtic are going to take three points. And rightly so. It will be a tough test. They'll need to be switched on defensively, they'll need to be compact, they'll need to be disciplined and they'll need to take their chances. All of that's a big ask, but put that together, Celtic can win the game. I think it'll be a ding-dong, Celtic to win 3-2. And you'll be here with us tomorrow night, Mark. We'll be yeah, podcast later Rangers, Liverpool. Rangers tomorrow. That's Belton massive game. as Looking well, for, isn't it? Like, brilliant yeah. to the city. What a city, 48 yeah. hours, 60,000 tonight at Parkhead, 50,000 at Ibrox tomorrow. Absolutely brilliant. The telly will be turned up here in a moment or two for you, Kevin, and also for Joe and for everyone. There's Rod Stewart. Rodders is in the house. He's in good form there. Uh, bedecking someone in front of him with a Celtic scarf. Kevin, your final word then. I think we can win tonight. Massive game, must win. Massive game, must win, and you think Celtic can. Thank you. Will you join us later? Yeah, Hopefully for the podcast. John Hartson. and John, just now, there they are, the players now in the tunnel. Yeah, they'll be feeling great about themselves. They'll be ready. They'll be well prepared uh, to go and put in a really good performance, high energy levels. I just hope that we're not all sitting here after 90 minutes, ruin missed chances again. I just think tonight, the last three games, that's all we've spoken about, Paul. It's dominated the post-match uh, views on the game. I just hope tonight we get that little bit of luck when Callum McGregor hits the inside of the post. Just hope we get that little bit of luck. We can get in front, score some goals and defend strongly. And absolutely Celtic can win. But don't don't um, underestimate Leipzig are a good team. Callum McGregor takes his place, sadly not on the field, but he's up there right next to Rodders, Sir Rod Stewart and his son there. There we can see Cameron Carter-Vickers, Joe Hart towering uh, just behind him, Greg Taylor... Um, huge game tonight for Hatati, Rio Hatati. Mark, I'm just looking. Um, Matt O'Reilly, massive game. Moritz Jens back in. Good opportunity for him. So the talking just about over. Final scoreline from you, Mark. What do you think? Celtic three, Leipzig two. That would do us, wouldn't it, John Hartson? I'd say yeah. two. Um, I'm going to go two nil. I think Celtic will keep a clean sheet. Hopefully, they'll need one. Uh, and I think Celtic 2-0. Bit optimistic, yeah. but I'm going for it. Thanks to everyone for joining us. As we see the referee and the two assistant referees, he lifts the ball, they come forward and head towards the centre circle. What about that atmosphere there at Celtic Park? And John, you know, it'll, it'll raise the Celtic players and for the opposition as well, maybe it raises their game as well. I think you hear just that sound of noise. What's it like when you're there? Well, the opposition are generally used to playing in, 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 in big atmospheres all around Europe. Um, there's nothing like Celtic Park. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a, it's a two-tier bowl. There's no gaps at all. The noise level is incredible. And these are the nights you play football for. I was very blessed. I was very, very lucky as a human being to, to take part in these games as a football player. Um, and the, there is really, really nothing like a European night at Celtic Park. They are very, very special. Good luck to Celtic tonight. We'll be back with the programme for the Rangers game tomorrow and we'll be back later. But this has been the Euros nights here at the Radisson Red in association with Steam, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Next up, it's kick-off Celtic against Leipzig.
The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota opens this October in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And special Specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota opens Monday, October the 17th at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 